Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Just Sports Podcast, where we only talk sports. I'm your host, Will Gardner. I'm excited I went to rehab, and now I'm fired up again. And I'm ready to bring the smoke and heat. That, that old smoke, he needs to retire, dude. Just get the f- out of the league. Thank you. I am blessed to be on this podcast. Welcome to the Just Sports Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Just Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Will Gardner, and today we have episode 60 coming at you guys. And today I'm joined by three, yes, three guests. So let's go ahead and meet them. Please welcome Neil Pullacat. Please welcome Jack Bardis. Very good, very great, very dapper, very handsome, very intelligent co-host. Now I'm fired up again, and I'm ready to bring the smoke and heat. I'm not from Michigan, I'm from Detroit. Please welcome Charlie Grace. Today, for episode 60, I am joined by Charlie, Jack, and Neil. We got the whole squad today. Charlie, how you feeling? Yeah, baby. What up? <laughs> what up with you, Charlie? Nothing much. How you doing? It's been a great day to be alive. Um, state's not doing well in basketball, so it always hurts. No, not at all. A bit. But besides that, you know, just another another week on the clock, another week closer to summer. Absolutely. I was very tempted when they played Michigan to turn it off at halftime, but I didn't. I stuck through it. Mm-hmm. I did, um, too. But it is very rough. Very rough. Uh, Jack Bardis is with us today. Jack, how we doing? Woo! <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> and Neil is with us. Neil, how are you feeling today? Hey, I'm feeling great. Not not, not really yelling, but, you know, Michigan got a dove uh, a couple days ago. Ah, I'm feeling good. Michigan. <laughs> Sorry. They did get a dub. It's, it's, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's biased. Like, right. yeah, I mean, well, a little bit. Yeah, Charlie's not biased at all. Just, I'm never just so the record biased. I've never said a biased opinion in my life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We have three segments to get through today. So let's go ahead and jump right into our first segment. Stephen Curry breaks the three-point NBA record. Dolphins uh, fire... Brian Flores. Georgia wins the national championship. Breaking news. The news for the week of March 3rd. Not a ton of news for you guys this week. Uh, Buccaneers guard Ali Marpet, the 28-year-old, retires. 
kind of a trend for the Buccaneers, almost falling apart a little bit with Brady retiring, kind of setting off a domino effect here a little bit. Uh, not not a whole lot is going right for the Bucks right now. Derek Jeter, who was the Marlins GM, and also, might I just throw this in there, the most overrated uh, MLB player of all time. But he stepped down from his position as GM of the Miami Marlins. Basically, what he did is he went there, traded all their good players, you know, Christian Yelich, JT Real Muto, just created an absolute trash team, and then he left. So, um, very good job, Derek Jeter. FIFA bans Russia from the 2022 World Cup following, obviously, Russia invaded Ukraine. Big, big deal. Bunch of Russian athletes across all sports, tennis, I mean, soccer, Formula One even. A bunch of guys getting banned from Oh, you got competing. Love Formula One. Oh, I absolutely love it. Um, I don't know. I'd like to stop here for a sec. I don't know if this is really fair. I guess it's kind of maybe. I don't know. I just don't feel like it's fair to punish athletes who work their entire life to like, get to the point where they are. And, and because their leader does something stupid that they themselves get punished, I don't necessarily feel like that's fair. And I want to ask you guys what you guys think about that. Well, it's um, I can see where you're coming from there. But I also think that's more of like, I think the average citizen of Russia, which are the people that are actually going to get hurt in all this, because, you know, if there's an actual war, those are the people that are going to actually get hurt because they're not friends with Putin. All these major athletes have major ties to Putin. I mean, the Russian government sponsors, you know, almost all these major athletes. And I mean, Ovechkin's Instagram profile is a picture with him and Putin. Mm. I mean, like, there's got to be something about that. You're, you're basically saying, hey, we're best buds. And, I mean, you're basically saying you're supporting his actions. I mean, obviously not everyone you're friends with, you know, is like, you know, let's say your friend says something dumb, but you don't agree with that. You shouldn't be punished for that. But when your friend is trying to almost start a world war, it's kind of like, you know, there's, there's, some, there's some blame there a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I understand that, too. Jack and Neil, anything to add? I mean, I understand where you're coming from, but like, even though they may be friends with Putin, the athletes didn't—they didn't make any of these decisions like to go to war. So I think they—they they shouldn't be punished. They really—they didn't do anything. Maybe they're friends with them, but just—they're—they're they're athletes. They should let them play. Nothing like sports shouldn't really be that intertwined with government. It should be a little bit, but not—not not like this. Yeah, I agree. I think with a lot of other issues, like I think. Sports should be left like less political than it is like at the moment. That's I just think how this I is like feel. the one time it should be political. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, it could be a world war, and I mean, those are the those are the people that have the power, really. And like the one people, um, like that one guy who isn't even uh, a big tennis star, but he's just you know an average, uh, just you know an average pro to Russia. You know, he spoke out against the war. And, He'll probably get a ton of backlash from Putin and the government, but yeah. you know, that's something that you know you'll see. That that just that just says a lot more out of the athletes than just you know standing there and letting it happen. I mean, obviously, a lot of them are probably scared of him, but there's also a lot of them are, you know, just as close with him and sitting you know near that top chair. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And our last news and the most infuriating news that I've heard in a while. The 2022 MLB season will not start as planned. 
We'll get into this in our next segment, but MLBPA, the Players Association, and the owners and the commission cannot get a deal done in time. Although they did, you know, get some good things done. Universal DH is being implemented, and they're getting rid of the runaround second rule. And ML, minor league players are also going to be paid more now, but they were unable to get the deal done. And as a result, no spring training and opening day has been moved back two weeks as of right now of course if this negotiation continued to go on then we'd see the season continue to get pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and that's no good we want we want to watch you know some baseball so it's very unfortunate and uh yeah i have some words on that but i'm gonna save it for the next segment so let's go ahead and jump into our second segment of the day Welcome to the historic, illustrious club. This is the club that everybody wants to be in. JSP Bum of the Week. Russell Westbrook. Mario Cristobal. Absolute clown. Absolute fool. Dave Gentleman. Joe Judge. is an absolute idiot. He's a very consistent bum. Bum of the Week, Charlie. Let's go. Charlie, I will let you lead off with Bum of the Week. Bum of the week, I mean, it hasn't been a crazy big, uh, you know, week in sports world. You're like, you know, across America. But something local, Michigan State Spartans, it's been uh, it's been a very rough couple weeks for the basketball team. Yeah, huge win over Purdue. That was great. But then you go in, you know, you feel like you finally have momentum. You go to your biggest rival. You go there. You know, you're you're a better team than them. But you just get absolutely smoked by them. You let you let baby Hunter Dickinson drop thirty one on you. Baby, Great yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I'm a Michigan State fan, and you cannot call. Okay, are you calling Hunter a baby because of his taunting, or because like you just don't like him? He looks like a baby. No, he doesn't. He looks like a grown man, and he's no, he bodying doesn't. your favorite Michigan State players. Well, whatever. That's not even my bum. So I don't know why you like. <laughs> my bum is like a I would say almost all the four and fives on Michigan State. I mean, Julius Marble, yeah, he's great on offense, but he's not putting up 20 to 30 for us every game. So it sucks and he only puts up like, yeah, he's efficient. He'll put up like eight points, but he's also going to let Dickinson body him. Hauser's unreliable. If he gets in a 1v1, it's automatic foul or automatic dunk. There's nothing stop. He's not stopping Dickinson. Nothing in him is stopping Dickinson. And then, so Soko's great, but he's crazy, and he's going to hack the crap out of Dickinson or just kill him. And Bingham weighs, like, 200 pounds and is, like, or not even. He's, like, 150. Not even. And he just gets absolutely snapped. I mean, yeah, he's a great shot blocker, but against guys that are, you know, not just going to body and bring him low. It's just not great. None of the bigs are really stepping up, and it's just, it's not great to see. I mean, hopefully next year we got Kohler coming in. And Sissoko's just going to get a little more developed as well. So that should be better on the defensive side. But right now, I mean, we're letting guys just drop 20 to 30 in the post on us. I mean, guys that average five points a game, not even, are dominating our bigs because we have no – like we just have no post defense. And uh, to that point, which is a very good point, in the game right now against Ohio State, as we're speaking, EJ Liddell, 14 points, and – Ohio State's other center has 16 points on six for seven. Yeah, and that guy who has 16 points averages one point a game. Joey Bronk, senior, 
he averages 1.3 points per game, and he has 16 against the Spartans. Um, Pretty bad. No words, no words for that, Charlie. Jack, do you have a bum of the week for us? Uh, the Lakers fan base. <laughs> the Lakers fan base. You can't give up on Braun. But, but are they giving up on Braun or are they giving it's up on the team? It's not even Braun, though. It's the whole team. It's Braun's team. Yeah, but you saw what happened last year. Right. No, I, I mean, if, obviously, it's an elder they're booing, but, like, I, I'm giving up on the Lakers right now. I boo, too. Come on, now. You're supposed to be, they're, supposed, they're supposed to be a contender, and they're not. So I would boo, too. You don't act like Philadelphia sports fans don't do this all the time. I mean, it happens. LA fans are worse, though, because they're just going to hop on the late Clippers fans now. I mean, the Clippers aren't even doing that good themselves, either. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. All right, Neil. Bum of the week. All right. So, hasn't mentioned much news, but I'm going to pick the Eagles front office. So, you haven't heard, I think a couple of days ago, uh, um, the Sam Howell, the North yes, Carolina yes. quarterback during his meeting. Uh, the, the Eagles, when they were meeting with him, had him shooting mini hoops and had him kind of judged off of that. And they also, a couple of years ago, I think they had, they had the report come out that they were playing rock, paper, scissors with recruits. So, you know, if this was like another team, I wouldn't care because I just, just kind of messing around, having fun with the recruits. But, not recruits or prospects, but this is the Eagles. They're probably the they're easily the worst drafting team in the league. Like they passed up on Justin Jefferson and Micah Parsons in the last two drafts. So I feel like they're they're just not taking their job seriously enough. Is it they're not is it they're not taking it seriously enough? Or maybe they know something we don't, Neil. <laughs> I don't you think mini hoops mini hoops are how we can judge prospects now? I don't know. I yeah, I feel like combine. I feel like they're just not interested in Sam Howell. Yeah. Why would they? They have Jalen. I mean, that's true. Yeah, I don't even know why they're they're meeting with him in the first place. Just I don't. Yeah, I mean, I think Jalen gets way overhated too. I feel like it's like the whole Eagles fan base was you know counting Jalen out, but that's not even. I mean, yeah, he has no help. Their main problem. Yeah, he has no help. They drafted Jalen Rieger, who's absolute trash. Um, yeah, I, I don't see why they have much interest in Sam Howell. So maybe they're just like messing with him. But even then, it's kind of a waste of time. Like yeah, for them and for Sam Howell. If they have no interest, but I, I, I honestly, speaking of Sam Howell, I think he could be a very solid quarterback in the NFL. Like I know he's very disappointing this year in North Carolina, but I feel like he he could definitely be very very good in the NFL. Just a feeling. Yeah, I agree. My bum of the week is the worst commission in the league, and he has had the honor of being on our cover art for this episode. It is Rob Manfred, the. MLB commissioner is an absolute bomb. I'll take you back to, I don't even know when the reports came out, 2020. Take you back to 2020, or was it 2019? I, I honestly can't remember. I believe, it was, yeah, 2020, we got the reports that the Astros were, you know, sign stealing and that you had the whole scandal and you had the investigation and they were found guilty. And Rob Manfred, instead of like a normal, like, reasonable person he didn't he didn't take away their world series title he let he let them keep it and what get you know made him get rid of their manager and a fine i believe was the other punishment which is just so incredibly light they very obviously cheated uh in the alcs against the yankees you had the infamous jose altuve home run which he was he was you know had the wires on do not 
Do not let them, you know, skew that information. He had the wires on, and he was told what pitch it was against Chapman, and he hit a bomb. And then in the World Series, they did the same thing, but they're they're able to keep their World Series title, which makes absolutely no sense. So that's Rob Manfred's first terrible decision. And then this year, you get with the lockout, and this just made me very, very angry watching this video. You get the lockout, and it's, you know, yesterday... And there's reports coming out that the meetings for the first time are actually going really, really well. And they might, they might just get a deal done before, because Wednesday was the last day they could get it done if they wanted the season to start on time. You get reports they might be able to get a deal done today. And then you have Rob Manfred's, you know, just idiot, idiot, but walking out to the podium for a press conference. And he's like, he's like laughing, he's smiling, he's joking around, acting like, you know, Everything's good. And then he's like, oh, yeah, we're canceling the first two weeks of the season. What are you doing? You look like an absolute idiot, an absolute bozo. You're the worst commissioner in all of sports. And honestly, he could be the worst commissioner in all of sports history. He has no idea how to run a league. And all I want to know is how can you get a commissioner fired? Because that's what we need. We need Rob Manfred out because he's an absolute idiot. And in no way, shape, or form should have anything to do with Major League Baseball because he has no idea how the game works. He has no idea how to punish teams. He has no idea how to run a major sporting league. It's absolutely ridiculous, guys. That's absolutely ridiculous. That's that's Charlie. ridiculous, Will. It should not happen. Charlie, yeah, I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. Neil, what are your thoughts on the lockout? Yeah, I mean, it is ridiculous. I mean, MLB is already kind of on a decline. There's less, like, young fans watching the games. They're kind of just killing their own, you know, league. It's The the one thing they shouldn't do is get rid of it, and they're, they're doing that. They're they're pretty much canceling games. They're just, no, they're just really hurting themselves. they they got to stop it. They are, but, I mean, the MLB is not on, like, it's on a decline mm. because of what they're doing. It's not, like, because the game is getting boring. Like, there's so many exciting young players in the MLB right now, like, more than I can remember in the past. I mean, Acuna, Soto, Tatis. I mean, Bellinger is still young, too. You have so many young guys that are just so exciting. And even the rookies, like, Torkelson and Jack Leiter are just so, so exciting. Wander Franco. I, I, I could keep going on and on. All right, There's but the problem so is exciting you know, young at, the, at the end of the day, I mean, the problem you have to change. I mean, that's why I think Adam Silver. I mean, everyone knows this. Adam Silver's the best commissioner. Sign yes. close because he knows the game is changing, and he can understand that, and he makes changes. You know, he knows what makes the game more entertaining, and he knows how to you know bring the game to the level that it's at. And I feel like that's really what you got to do because I mean, to me, you know, I'll watch the MLB, but a lot of it, I mean. This is coming from someone who doesn't watch MLB, so this might not be what you think. But I'll watch a game, and it's either going to be like what I saw last year before the whole, you know, pitcher cheating scandal. It would be like, you know, so it would be like a no hitter, or like some team would hit like ten home runs, and it wouldn't be like they were getting hits. They would just like it would be just like home runs and home runs and home runs, and yeah, it's fun. But to me, it's more entertaining watching a close game with way more hits and, you know, just a lot more intensity than just, you know, home run every couple at-bats or strikeouts. I agree. I think in the postseason we saw more, like, close games and more, like, technical, I guess would be the right word. But I agree. And I think that's a problem with, uh, like, hitting coach and trainers and the metrics of baseball nowadays. It's all 
Okay, launch angle and exit velocity. You need to hit the ball up as opposed to, you know, hitting a line drive or a ground ball that gets to the infield. No, we're going home run or bust, and that's why you see strikeout rates going up. But also, strikeout rates are going up because pitchers nowadays are throwing way harder than they ever have. And, I mean, the stuff these guys are throwing is just, like, crazy nasty, more, like, nasty pitches than we've ever seen. So you mix that with higher velocity, and also you mix that with hitters emphasizing the home run ball more than they ever have. And I think that's, you know, the result that Charlie's talking about. But I still think with guys like Acuna and Soto, those two in particular who are just excellent hitters like all around, they're not just home run orientated. I mean, yeah, Tatis, let's be honest, Tatis is like a big home run guy. But I feel with the young players coming up, Wanda Franco also is a huge like on-base percentage guy. So I feel like with these guys, MLB could kind of get away. Of course, you're still going to have guys like Joey Gallo who's literally bats like 120, but hits like 40 bombs a year. So that's, you know, that's no good. We don't like to see that. But, yeah, MLB can still save itself with some good management, which they don't have with Rob Manfred. Let me me add. We're going to move into our third segment, final segment. We haven't done this segment in like, I don't even know, like eight weeks. We only did it once after its creation, so now we're coming back to it. Mm-hmm. It is Squabble of the Week. It's basically just our debate segment. Like, you know, of course, you know, we have the fancy name, but this this is just our debate segment. And for today's debate, I pulled it from Jackson Bragman, Gabe Efrosen, myself, our, our radio show on the Biff. It is, and we had we did this earlier today, actually, about two hours ago. It is. You are an NFL GM looking to build a team for your future, and you have a choice between two quarterbacks to build your team around going forward, Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow. This is an incredibly difficult decision. So I hand it over to... I'm going to hand it over to Jack Bardis first. Jack, Herbert or Burrow? This is tough. It is tough. It is tough. I love Joe Burrow, but I think he peaked this season. I wish next year is not going to be as good as he was last year. Give me Justin Herbert. You think he peaked at like Next year, he's going to decline. No, I mean, I I, I can totally see Jack's point. I mean, we've seen a lot of one-year wonders, and then their team kind of falls apart for a little bit. I mean, I'm not saying Joe Burrow's going to fall off. The Bengals might. No, he'll be good, but it's not as like he's not going to like relive like the, the magic he had this year. Okay, I can get behind that. Like, do, let's be honest. Do the Bengals make another Super Bowl within the next five years? No. Like, unless they get a really good O line, there's not. Unless they get a really good O line, but I just don't see it. Like, I agree with that, but I feel like Burrow is still—he's a really smart quarterback. He doesn't have the greatest arm talent, but I feel like Burrow is still like a good enough quarterback to not fall off. I, I He won't make another Super Bowl within the next five years, but I think he'll still be really, really solid. Neil, who do you think? 
Um, if we're going off of Herbert and Burrow, you know, when, I, when I'm judging quarterbacks, I just like to like judge them off of how I see them. And when you watch them, it's just you can clearly see Herbert's better. You see, like he has insane arm strength. He can throw on the run. He ma- he makes insane throws. Um, he works with. I mean, if you if you if you watch him, you saw that throw against the Giants this year, rolling out on his, I think it was left side, making an insane like 70 yard throw. When you watch them, you can clearly see he's a lot more talented. He's on a worse team, also, which if you, mm-hmm. you want to say, I, he's definitely his defense was atrocious. He's on a worse team. He's on a worse atrocious, team. Atrocious, yeah. I guess defense. Uh, yeah. No, if, overall, overall. If you give the if you give the Chargers the Bengals defense, they're a Super Bowl contender easily, easily. Yeah. I I, I got to say Herbert is I, I don't think miles ahead, but he is clearly better. Charlie. Yeah, I mean, I I can I can see where you're coming from, but. I mean, first off, going to the Chargers' point, yeah, I mean, the, the Chargers' defense is way worse than the Bengals, but the Chargers do have a better offensive line. I mean, the wide receivers, I think it's pretty close. Keenan Allen's one of the best in the league. No, no, is solid. no, no. no it's kind of no, close. I'd give him that. It's close. And Jerry, Jerry Cook's solid. Have the best wide receiver group. The, the Chargers' best running back is way better. Yes, Eckler was hurt. Eckler mm-hmm. was hurt. But Eckler is a much better – he's also a very good um, pass option, way better than Mixon. So I do think – I think Herbert has a good amount of weapons too that people don't talk about. I mean, yeah, Jamar Chase is good, but he's not – like, I still but he's think – he's not what? But he's not what? Fine. But Keenan Allen is, like, if not above him, like right below him. I think they're very Keenan close Allen to Keenan Allen is old. He's declining. No, I, I... He's like just just at the end of his prime. Yeah, at the end of his prime, he's falling out of his prime. Yeah, fine. In like one or two years, he's gonna be a lot worse than Jamar Chase. Mike Williams but is as, as right inconsistent now. as Tyler Lockett, and he lost his you know Hunter Henry is tight end, and he's his, okay. The only thing on offense that Herbert has better is the running back Eckler is a little bit better than Mixon, <clears throat> and Herbert's offensive line is miles ahead of. Joey Beast. Like, CJ Uzama is a very good tight end. Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins is the best wide receiver room in the entire NFL. So, Burrow has way way more weapons than Herbert. Not way more. Like, Herbert still has a good amount of weapons, but Burrow definitely has more weapons than Herbert. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from, but to me, I'm still taking Burrow in the future because I also think a lot of it's just leadership, and Burrow just brings a ton of leadership to his team. And, yeah, I think Herbert does too, but, I mean, everyone just has surrounded around Burrow. And, yeah, I mean, he's gotten hyped up a lot, but a lot of it's deserved. I mean, you can't go to Super Bowl without a quarterback. You can surround a team as much as you want, but you still – a quarterback still has to finish off the team be the final piece. Uh, I'm going to take Herbert here, and I think – yeah, Burrow did lead his team to Super Bowl, but did he play that well in the Super Bowl? No, no he did but not he's play a that second-year well player in the Super Bowl. I mean, how often are you going to see a quarterback lead a five-seeded team to the Super Bowl? I mean, the amount of pressure he was playing in under the, the Rams basically at a home game. I know they don't have fans, but it was still a Rams home <laughs> game, and he's a second-year player playing against like another, like probably the the most stacked. I think one of the most stacked defenses too, so it's it's not. No, you, it, you're right. You're right. 
You're right. I agree with that. And I, I, I'm not taking anything away. Like, Burrow had an incredible postseason run. Like, his comeback in Kansas City was incredible. And the two wins before that. But Herbert has a ton of leadership, too. A ton. His last couple drives in that last game against the Las Vegas Raiders were incredible. Both from his arm talent and the throws he was making, but also from the leadership. Because he had no help on the defensive side of the ball near the end of the season. It really throughout the entire other season. And his head coach, Brendan Staley, made some, like, I, I like Staley because he made some aggressive-type calls, but a couple of them, like, really weren't that smart near the end of the season. It cost them some of the games that they were in. So maybe some more conservative play calling, and they would have been in the playoffs. And Herbert, I mean, yeah, we're, t- we're talking about two different teams. But if I'm talking about, okay, I have a team that I'm making, and I need one of these two guys, like, yes, Maybe Burrow has the advantage in leadership, but Herbert has the advantage in almost everything else. Size, Herbert is way taller than Burrow. Running ability, I would say Burrow is actually a much better runner than I expected him to be, but Herbert is a really good runner as well. Arm talent, I think Herbert is up there with Mahomes and Josh Allen for having the best arm talent in the entire NFL. And, I mean... What else do you really need in a quarterback? I think both quarterbacks are extremely composed, like under pressure. I think Burrow is probably one of the best in the entire NFL under pressure. But I do like Justin Herbert. I was very high on Justin Herbert when he came out of the, came out of college, um, and he ha- he hasn't disappointed me. And I'm very excited to watch. I'm, I'm very excited to watch both of these guys, and I understand like. This is a very tough decision between these two because they're both like incredibly fantastic quarterbacks. But in my opinion, I take Herbert. And that is all I have for episode 60. Charlie, do you have anything you'd like to add at the end? I still got hope for my Lakers. I mean, LeBron's going to come through, still make the playoffs, might not make a run, but. Make- do you think they'll be in the play-in? I think they have Oh, to be. they'll definitely be in the play-in. I don't think – I mean, the drop-off after the 10 spot is pretty significant, too. They would have to, like, not win another game. Yeah. So, yeah, I think they'll at least put the playoffs. Might not be great. Hopefully, LeBron comes back. Uh, I don't know. I feel like if he goes back to Cleveland, that might ruin the whole, you know, team uh, development they've gotten there. Yeah. Because, I, you know, you bring LeBron, it's just kind of like championship or nothing. So – I don't know if even Cleveland would want him. It's kind of funny. Like, years ago, they were begging for him to come back, and now I don't even know if they want him. Well, I think all Cleveland has to do is just draft Bronny when he's in the draft. And then, you know, yeah, but, like, at LeBron. the same time, do you really, like, LeBron, like, having a young team, like, I don't know. Do you, you really want Bronny, I You guess don't. If you have like, a young, developing team, you don't want LeBron. And, uh, I mean, if, unless you're, like, unless you think that it needs a boost of a veteran. But, really, I, I think the Cavs are fine as they are and developing to – a really solid team. Well, I mean, at that point, what what year is Bronny in high school? Is he a junior? He's a junior, so he's going to be like one, two, three. Could be th- – oh, wait, wait. One. Unless he goes oh, straight wait, to wait. the NBA. One, two, oh, yeah, because I guess they're changing that, right? Yeah. So, I'm, so I think at that point, no, I think I mean, the he's Cavs not good and Garland he, he, could be he, really, He's really still good. like the 40th ranked. I mean, no, that would be – Bronny's not even that good. Like, Bronny is not good enough to go straight from the – no, like, no. If his dad wasn't LeBron, he's not. One, not he might even do two years in college. He's not even like a top right. 10 player. So it might be another three years. I think LeBron can hold on that long. Like, can still play at a high level for that long. So he I don't think. Six years in the tank. How many? Six plus. Six plus? Uh, I, I put the cap at like four. 
Maybe three. He's still putting up like thirty a game at thirty seven. I know, but he's thirty seven. He's he's gonna fall. And like especially this year, it's taking such they a toll on him because he's he's doing so much this year. I said so. he'll never win another ring after Miami. He won two. Very Should true, have won very MVP true. two years ago. Or was it, was it last year? I'm not sure. But Brown's always doubted. I don't know. Also, don't great know. suggestion to everyone who loves the NBA. Play Podal. Great game. Podal, yes. Great game. Um, I got it today. Oh, you cheated, though. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> Neil, any closing thoughts? Uh, not much. Um, happy to be here. Yeah, pretty hyped for March Madness in a couple weeks. Oh, it's gonna be yes. exciting. St. Patty's Day, first day of March Madness. Oh, really? Ooh. Wow, that's it's actually very exciting. I don't know why. Like, what? I don't know what I do on St. Patrick's Day that makes it <laughs> exciting, but it is. I'm fired up. Oh yes. Um, I'm sure we will have a very exciting March Madness episode. Maybe, perhaps we'll get Ryan Shell back on. He was on our last. Whoa, episode, Chris so. Edwards, maybe. Chris Edwards, maybe Josh Boyk. Oh, no, no, gone. Wow, wow, Charlie. Okay. <laughs> Hot maybe Josh we might. Just, we might. Oh, oh, no. Uh, no. One of these no. episodes, we might, we might just have to have a, a whole JSP reunion, just like because we've had Reece such Grigley a wide. No, Reese was never on it. We just had like such a wide array of guests like over the years. Like we've had a lot, like Sam Carrick, a bunch of people. Just have like twelve people on one. That could be pretty interesting. I don't know how much we get done. It'd be it'd be very interesting. Uh, I have not. Make sure you go follow us on Instagram at Just Sports Pod. Make sure you go check out our other episodes. They're all fantastic. I can attest to that. And that is all I have for you guys. Thank you all for listening to the Just Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Will Gardner, signing off.